Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to the Whitetail Legacy Podcast. Another week, another podcast. Coming out on Wednesday, it is uh, 10.42 p.m. when I'm coming at you guys. A little late episode, but still getting it out there. I've been working a ton of hours at work and uh, getting home a little late, trying to hang out with the kids. And uh, today, tonight, funny story, um, boys been wrestling, so they walk on their hands a lot. And their wrestling coach can do it. Um, And he's like, can you do it, Dad? So, of course, I'm like, yeah, I'll try it. I made about three steps and then fell so hard on my back that knocked the wind out of me. I'm laying there laughing, gasping for air. All the kids are laughing. They think it's hilarious. Then they start dogpiling me. I'm in physical pain, um, and they don't care at all. But <clears throat> that's how my night went. But anyways, um, getting into this episode, um, this episode, the title says it all, you know. Um, where has my buck gone, and, you know, how can I find him back? You, right now, are walking into about the hardest three to four weeks a season unless you have weather in my opinion um to kill a buck and we're going to go over why and how you can find those deer again um and be successful but before that let's get into the people that make this possible starting with exodus outdoor gear you guys know the drill um you guys absolutely crushed the code this year um if you bought from exodus i appreciate you for using that code um for the show wlp um They sent me the numbers, and you guys bought a ton of cams and arrows and swag and all that. So cannot thank you enough for that, Um, supporting the show throughout the year. Um, As you can tell, I still have a little bit of sickness, um, some sinus stuff going on. So if I'm clearing my throat, I apologize. Um, But huge shout-out. Like I mentioned a couple episodes ago, still getting messages about customer service. Um, This time of year, dude... Um, everybody's been running those cams and those customer service agencies are completely overran, um, with the amount of calls that they're getting during the rut. And now the South is kicking in and, um, their cams are really popping. Um, so 
if you're looking for a company that you're not going to worry about customer service, you're going to, if you have a camera, you're going to be able to get a hold of someone, whether it's email or over the phone, you're going to get a call back, get an email back, and you're going to get a new cam for five years. Check out Exodus Outdoor Gear. Um, their five-year no, uh, no BS warranty is no joke and will come in stat when you invested that money in that asset um, and expect to last a long time, then last a year with some other companies. You're not going to have to worry about that with Exodus. Um, getting into rec broadheads, like I said, I will be shooting rec from here on out for the future. Um, my code will still be good, WLP15. Save you 15% at checkout. So if you guys are needing some broadheads or wanting to try some stuff for new the new year, uh, make sure and use that code over there at the website and uh, get you set up. I'm shooting the two-blade expandable. Been loving it. And uh, they also have some really good success uh, success this year with the, the fixed blade. Um, so I might be switching to that and giving that a try next year. Um, and next but not least, Dark Knight Outdoors. You guys know that um, I do have that code for the thermal. Save you 50% off an optic. Um, reach out to me, Instagram, Facebook, email, anywhere. I'll give that code out to you guys um, and save you 50 bucks off if you're looking for a thermal. And they got some really good deals at Dark Knight Outdoors right now. Um, and first form, if you guys have anything you want to talk about, man, you want to talk about fitness, you want to talk about health, you want to talk about vitamins, you want to talk about protein, you want to talk about pre-workout, any of that, hit me up, I have a link, save you some money, also might get some free stuff if you buy with my link, get a t-shirts or shaker cups or samples, um, but whether you buy or not, I want to help you guys out, the main mission of this podcast now, like I said, is to help people become better deer hunters and help people become better, you know, better people, better dads, better husbands, get their fitness in check, get their uh, mental game in check. And uh, if there's anything I can do to help you out with that, um, you know, reach out. Um, the call out of the week this week, pretty simple one this week. Um, it's supposed to be 60 here in the Midwest, and then it's supposed to snow three inches. So whether you catch it on the day that it's 60 or you catch it on the day that it snows, um, go out with your family, go for a walk, go play in the snow with your kids Give it 25, 30 minutes of walk with your kids. No phones, um, no music, just chat with them. Go for a walk, enjoy them, whether it's down the street, at the park, whatever. Um, your family, your wife, or take them out in the snow. You know, pull them behind the four-wheeler. Pull them, you know, down with your sled, just with your hands, with a rope. Um, have a snowball fight. Build a snowman. Spend those moments with your kids this week. Whether you got snow or you got nice temperatures, there really is no excuse. Um, and like I said, if you want to be accountable, I do have accountability um, thread going on. That has been really cool to see the stories that these guys are sharing um, about you know the weekly call out and how it's affecting their life. And that's the main goal is just affect people in a small way. You know, if five people did that and had a, a awesome half hour hour with their kids playing in the snow. That's not only going to make their kids happier, their wife happier. It's going to make them happier for weeks to come. Thinking about that memory that they made with their kids. Um, and their kids are going to remember that for the rest of their life out there. When the dad goes hard in the snow or goes hard and talks to him deep on a walk, uh, that's that means something, man. So whether you have kids, wife, whatever, get out there and just enjoy an uninterrupted half hour of having fun. Um, whether that's, like I said, a walk, 
snowball fight, whatever it is. Um, just enjoy it. Well, get into this week's episode. Um, so, man, this time of the year is absolutely brutal. Um, if you are on pressure ground, you know what it's like um, this time of year. If if you're running mobile cams, you, your cams are probably pretty much dead. And if it, they're not dead, they're, it's nighttime movement. And uh, if you look like just in general as you follow social media and you know people are posting bucks if you look at the amount of deer that are posted now it's it's very 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 small numbers because not very many people are killing deer this time of the year at least big mature deer um a few are dying but very very few few and uh we're just going to go over a few reasons why this is um so number one the rut's over for 90% of the Midwest, unless you get a late doe and get some magical second rut um, going on, the rut's over. I mean, the does are bred, the bucks are done chasing, they're not traveling miles and miles and miles a day, um, and like I said, maybe you get lucky and be able to slip in and uh, and catch one hot doe, but it's pretty much over. Um, most of the does are back to their core area just bed to feed and and uh the bucks aren't with the does so they're not moving um number two um every deer out there is scared as shit um these deer have been um hunted for multiple months november is one of the highest pressure months you have most of the gun seasons during that time um so you got to think you had all the gun hunters out there plus all the people out in the rut literally hunting these deer non-stop Almost every deer has probably encountered a human, smelled a human, um, got spooked by someone going in and out, um, and the all the 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 it's late season out there. All the leaves are gone. Everything's wide open. They can see forever. So there are very very timid animals right now. Even if you catch like some does out in the field, they're not like feeding like early season. They're feeding and they're whipping their head up and they're looking around and they're feeding for a while and they're whipping their head up. They're just a different creature during this time of year. Um, number three, the bucks are depleted. They've been running. Um, some of them lose like forty to fifty to sixty percent of their body weight during the rut. So you got to think about what you would feel like after that stretch of time um their testosterone is going down their body weight is extremely low and they're just trying to recoup and hide um just like the does they've been hunted they've been spooked they've smelled humans they know that they've been bumped by multiple hunters probably um they've been running all over hell trying to find does now they're trying to kind of find an area just to hide out and lay low and kind of regain some of that strength that they had and prepare for this cold weather. Um, I always see it. It's like this. And then that first real good cold snap, like we had in the Midwest, the deer just shut off and they're like, okay, it's ruts over. It's survival mode now. Like, you know, it gets down in the single digits, you know, and those deer just really, um, really, go into that mode where I'm just going to hold up, hide out, regain body fat and get ready for winter so I can survive. So I can breed another year. Um, and then the number four is there, uh, just to reinstate the, the amount of pressure that these deer have been through 
not only hunter pressure, but the, just the physical pressure that they put themselves under traveling all those miles. The does aren't even moving as much because they've been pestered as hell. Um, they're still some food in the timber as well. So you're not going to catch them on the ag. They're, they're going to be dwindling that food source pretty quick, but they're still going to be feeding in the, in the, and in the, in the, uh, timber, um, until dark most, on most occasions. And, uh, they're not going to be coming to those fields early, um, yet. So that's, that's the bad man. Um, and on top of that, the biggest factor for why you're not seeing these bucks is a lot of them been killed just straight up. A lot of your neighbors have killed shooter bucks, you know, on public ground, other people have shoot, killed shooter bucks. Maybe one of your buck got killed two miles away, chasing a doe. Um, bucks just die during that time of year, man. People were hunting, they're trying to kill bucks. So, you know, if you had 10 bucks in your area that you think you would be able to, to hunt, you know, you could say at least a couple of those three, four five died. So now you're down to 50, 60, 70% of the bucks that you had. So now you're already dwindled down to that. Um, so there's just a lot less number of bucks, um, in the area and deer in general, less does as well. I mean, 55,000 does were killed during Illinois' first gun season. So you just got to think there's 55,000 less deer out there, bucks and does combined, not in less, not including what was killed um, during, you know, the rut in November when you're out there hunting as well. So a shitload of deer are gone, bucks included, and uh, it's down to there's just the deer that are out there just surviving. So what can you do if you're still trying to fill that buck tag and you're really discouraged right now because you have no bucks on cam, there's no deer on your property, etc. There is one saving grace that you do have this time of year that um, is a tactic that I use pretty exclusively. So there is certain properties that hold deer late season and there's certain properties that do not hold deer late season. Um, if you know that before you're, before you're on a property, that's great. I have some property that literally... No deer will be on late season at all. It's a ghost town for deer. It's the, uh, a lot of times it's like islands on the north end or south end, a big blocks of timber, you know, not a lot of timber on the property, mostly ag. A lot of times bean fields that are hit with anhydrous um, don't seem to get a lot of action. Um, corn fields seem to be a lot better, um, unless you got standing crop, of course. But it seems like corn always um, – always is better than bean fields this time of year because those bean fields are pretty picked over, um, especially if they've been drilled with anhydrous and kind of um, the tractor's been out there smashing beans down that were, you know, the spillover. And there's more food in the timber than those. Um, and then also if your field has been chisel plowed, um, there's a very, very minimal chance that that deer is going to be out in that field feeding. Um, so that's something to take into consideration. But the saving grace is if you get a buck on cam with any kind of consistency this time of year and the next three, four, five weeks, six weeks when season's in, that deer is extremely close to your area. These deer are not moving a lot. They're not moving a lot in daylight hours. Um, so say you're getting a buck at 2 a.m., but he's consistent. He's every two days, he's every three days, he's every four days. I mean, he's every day. It, it doesn't matter. Um, I would say that deer is within 300 to 400 yards of where that camera is, where he's probably living. So just take that in consideration. Um, and what I like to do this time of year, I'm 
a trail cam user, I utilize them pretty heavily. So one tactic that I'll use is if I find an area that a buck's in with any kind of remote, even if I get one picture of him, um, you know, and I, it's a week and I get another picture of him, like I'm going to move more assets. I want to move two, three, four cameras in that area and try to really pinpoint him and see if I can get him steady on one more than the other. And then when I get him steady on more, one more than the other, I'm going to move those cams tighter and tighter until I got him in that 300-yard block um, to where I got a really good idea of what this buck's doing in this area. Um, this, this time of year, one thing that you have to think about is your access. Um, it's extremely loud out there. The ground is frozen. So if you're walking in the woods on those leaves, those leaves are crunchy. It's loud. Um, there's ice a lot of times. Um, it, the best case scenario is if you get a little snow, you can get out there and you can see those heavy traffic areas where you can see those tracks, then you can make a move and you can slip around. A lot of times if you can go in, a sn in the snow, you know, it's snowed for a while and it's snowing again, um, that's my favorite. The wind's kind of blowing, kind of covering the noise, you know the deer are probably laid down midday, and you can get out there and you can move your cams around because this time of the year, um, most ag in the Midwest is flat, and then the timber is either hillsides up or hillsides down. Um, but if it's a hillside going up, a lot of times those bucks will bed on that hillside, and they can look right out into that ag and see you coming from a mile away. So you have to take that into consideration of how you're going to access this thing to not alert this buck. Um, so I think a lot of people will get a picture of a buck on a field and they go, okay, yeah, he's daylight. Here we go. I'm going in. They're cut straight across that field and walk to, you know, get into a stand, hang a stand on that field edge. And that buck seen them the whole entire time because there's no undergrowth. There's no leaves there's nothing to block the visual of that deer looking through that timber out into that field to see you so sometimes you have to go way out of your way or a different direction go go through the timber and bust a whole bunch of stuff that you wouldn't have normally busted in season to get in on these late season bucks um, if you have a good idea where that deer's bedding on cam and you have to walk through a 40 block of timber to not walk out in that field that's the way to do it because if you walk in that field and you think he can see out into that field, he is not going to come into that field if he sees you go in there. He's going to go the other direction or he's going to hang back there until dark and come out. Um, I've had that happen to me multiple times where I get you know pictures of the buck, he's daylight, daylight, okay, I'm going to go hunt that field, and he never shows. And you're like, what the heck? Maybe the wind was wrong, maybe the temperature was wrong. But more than likely, that deer seen me coming in. So you need to rethink your strategy. And you're not going to get a lot of shots at these deer late season. Once you bump that deer a couple times, he sees you coming to that field a couple times, he's going to roll out. He is not going to take pressure at all unless you have some prime time food that's going to make him hang, hang around. So move those cams into a real tight-knit area. And don't, don't wait. Like... If you don't, like this time of year, if you don't get anything on those cams in four or five days, move them. If you don't get anything on those cams four or five days, move them. Like, you are in the game of finding bucks again, like in velvet. So if you hang a camera early season, you don't get anything on that cam for a week, you're, and you have time, you're probably moving that cam. 
trying to get something on early season. You got to get that same mindset of I'm trying to find a buck on bed to food where I think I can kill him that a buck that I want to kill and I don't have a lot of days left to do it. You know, like the 6th January 16th is our end, so I mean in reality you got about 31 days left. 30 days left um in Illinois to be able to to be successful. So you really got to make moves and make them count. And a lot of times those first hunts are big. So here's what I want you to look for. If you have a buck on camera and you got an idea where he's at, but it's he's still nocturnal. He's still not getting out of bed very early. He's still attaining real tight into the timber. When you have three, four cold days in a row with snow on the ground, that's when you go. Um, a lot of times I'll be waiting, 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 and then I'll get a picture of one in daylight on that third, fourth, fifth day of really cold weather. And he'll be like an hour early onto the plot or onto the field, whatever he's on. So that's what you want to look for. You want to look for that really, really cold weather associated with snow, ice, something to really, really put those deer in, you know, in survival mode to get those big bucks up on their feet and get out there. And it takes, like I said, it takes three, four, five really, really cold, nasty days. And then that deer will be up in daylight. Um, and the challenge of killing that deer now is not only getting in there, but it's being able to get in there and draw your bow when say it's five degrees or feels like it's negative 10 or whatever. Um, some things that I have done in the past that really, really helped this year. There's a product I'm not associated with a podcast at all. It's called under warmer. Um, it's a tight, like wife beater, uh, shirt that you put on that has eight hand warmers, real like big body warmers in it, and it lasts for 12 hours. You can actually Ziploc it and put it back up, but it's not very expensive, and you can use it for a couple hunts because in reality during this time of year, you're only hunting for four hours as max, like four hours of daylight this time of year. You're getting in there early because it gets dark so early, um, and those deer aren't going to be moving till late anyways. So... You can buy this underwarmer, um, buy it directly off Amazon, and it is killer, guys. It is so solid. Um, you'll be able to go out there with way less clothes, stay way less bulky, get into the stand, and be comfortable with this on. Um, I've used it a couple seasons, and at first I thought it was kind of a gimmicky thing. We ran some ad for, ads for them. I tried it, and then I was like, yeah, I'm going to continue running ads for this because this is freaking killer. Um, but that was years ago on the show and I don't run ads for them anymore. Um, but they do a lot of like ice fishing, skiing, um, demographic, but, uh, I think it's a missed item for the hunters, man. Cause it's so, so it's awesome, dude. Um, another thing to think about is don't let your hands get too cold out there. And then you're, maybe you're shooting a back tension release or a regular release. Um, what I like to do is I like to shoot fingerless gloves but I have a hand, a pocket full of hot hands and I keep my hand in there. Don't be texting on your phone, be in the game. There's not very many hunts left. Keep your hands in that pocket with those hot warm, those hand warmers in it. Your hand will stay warm. And then when that buck goes out, I like to wear a glove on my bow holding hand because no matter what you do, if you hold, hold your bow for a couple minutes, when a buck's coming out, your hand is frozen. I mean, absolutely frozen. I know you've been there before, um, but 
the whole entire time you're holding that bow, keep that release hand in your pocket until you're ready to draw. Um, and, uh, and then you'll be fresh when you get, to, and you get to that back wall, you'll be able to feel that hand and feel that trigger. Um, that, that is, that has cost me in the past where I've had bulky gloves on, or I've had my hood up when I'm trying to shoot in cold weather and just not prepared for the moment. Um, but another thing is buying good gear for this time of year. If you're going to hunt this time of year in this time of weather and you want to hunt in a stand, you kind of got to have good gear. Um, and one thing, I don't care what you buy, um, whether it's, you know, Sidka, Badlands, um, freaking uh, QU, whatever it is. Um, if you buy it, buy something with a really good warranty and just buy something really nice if you can afford it and buy it once. I bought my Pyre suit, um, maybe three or four years ago and it's expensive guys. It, it's an expensive suit. It is an investment, but it's a lifetime suit. It's got a lifetime warranty on it if it rips or whatever, um, and it is incredible, guys. I am. You're so warm out there. It's bulky, but not too bulky where you can't get in out of a stand. You can still draw your bow. Um, one thing I really do like about it is it has a hole through for your harness to go through the back of the jacket. Um, so you can wear your harness underneath your jacket um, and still not have that bulk. One thing I do like to do is wear my binos on the outside to kind of compress the jacket down on my chest for when I draw, um, you know, but if you haven't shot in that and you're looking to get that suit, when you do, if you do buy that, make sure and shoot in that, make sure you're, you're not going to, your wrists are going to be clear. You're going to be comfortable in it. You can draw in it because you don't want to go out there, get in a situation and then, you know, have a gear mishap that you maybe you needed, uh, to rubber band down the wrist to be comfortable with your bow because it's a little bulky, um, or maybe you need a different pair of gloves, or maybe you can shoot with your hood up, but you can't shoot with your hood up. You need to figure that stuff out before you get out there, because this time of year, when these bucks move, it is frigid cold. It is incredibly cold. Um, so just, just be prepared for that. Um, but like I said, it's not over until it's over. There's still a lot of days left in season, Utilize the assets you got. Bounce around. If you don't have anything on your private, throw some cams up on public. It's one thing I love about this time of year is most people quit. Most people are done. They're focusing on football and Christmas, um, and it's too cold to be out there hunting. It's miserable, and they just kind of give up. They kind of give up the hunt. They're kind of satisfied with the season they had, whether they killed, they didn't kill, um, and there'd be way less people out there. And with way less people out there, those deer are going to be doing things that they wouldn't have done in the past. You have less chance to get your stuff stolen on public as well until shed season. If you're running cams on public, you need to get those puppies off of that thing before shed season because that is the number one time that stuff, my stuff has gotten stolen on public is during shed season when guys are out there scooping antlers. They're walking around with a backpack, and they're going to be scooping cameras as well as stands or whatever they can get their hands on in most situations. Um, so, you know, when it gets closer to shed season, make sure you can get out there and get those cans picked up. Um, even mobile cams. I've had people steal mobile cams, got pictured of them. He carried all the way to his car, got pictures of him at his car, got pictures of his license plate, gave it all to the, to the cops. And they said, um, I left it on public property. So it's considered public property was the exact, um, words that the cop gave me. <clears throat> so just keep that in mind. Um, if you do get something stolen, there's probably not even going to be to help you. But, uh, utilize those assets, move those assets around. If stuff isn't there, move it. 
They're, the Bucks are out there somewhere. Um, and like I said at the very beginning, if you know somewhere that is um, that has deer, like you found sheds on it in the past, or you see a lot of deer driving around, or something like that, go to those areas. Hang cams. Verify if there's a buck there that you want to shoot. The power of observation sits and driving around in the evening glass in this time of year, it's the same thing as it was early season. The only thing you got to do is get eyes on that buck one time, and then he's going to do the exact same damn thing he did yesterday if the weather's cold. He's going to come to that food. He's going to bed in the same area. He's going to come to that food, you know, I mean, probably around the same time um, in, in a lot of situations. So lay eyes on that deer, whether it's driving around glass and – um, whether it's trail camera, whether it's an observation set, then make your move on that deer and kill them, like you said. But when you make your move, access is number one right now. You have to have the access because you cannot bump that deer. Think about that. If you got to go out of your way, make sure the wind's right and take your time getting in there and setting up. When it's cold like this, if you're going in to hang a stand, hang a set, it's going to take you longer. You don't want to get sweaty. You do, do not want to rush in there. You want to take your time. Take breaks if you got to if you're going way back. Um, when you're hanging the stand, you want to take your time. Get in there plenty early. Have the gear that can make you comfortable to hunt, and then it isn't a problem to sit there for three four hours if, if you are sitting there that long. Check out that underwarmer if you are someone that gets cold. Another product that's really good um, is the Arctic, um, I think it's the Arctic Force Boot Covers. If you just look up Arctic boot covers, they got a bear on them. They are killer, dude. They're just so good. They're just a like a fabric, hard fabric with a padded, insulated bottom that you slide over your boots when you get into your stand. You pack them in your backpack. They fold up real nice. Um, <coughs> my toes get cold. I don't like wearing super bulky boots, um, so that added layer of, of uh, protection from the stand, staying in the stand, or just the cold weather on that leather or whatever it is on those boots will save you. Those things are killer, and they will last you forever once you buy them. And I think they're 40 50 bucks. They're not real expensive, but they are absolutely killer. They do have places that actually hold um, like toe warmers and stuff inside of there. I've never had good luck with toe warmers inside my boots. I feel like they don't get enough air to keep the heat, um, but with these Arctic Force ones, they, they, there's enough air in there to circulate to, to keep those things pumping. Um, so I have done that before. But Hot hands are your friend. Um, a couple tips for those. Um, what I like to do is uh, if I am getting cold, um, take a hot hand and put it at the base of your neck um, in between your shoulders where you're, you're like your spine and your neck meet. Um, right there, you can kind of lean your head up against the tree, and that really, really feels good. Keeps your neck warm um, if you don't have a good neck gaiter. A good neck gaiter is also another thing to help hold that heat in. A lot of your heat is lost in the collar of those jackets, hoodies, and whatever it is. Um, but, yeah, and then another thing is the actual body warmers that are peel and stick. Put a couple of those on the side of your ribs um, or maybe where your pants and your jacket meet. That's another area of, of cold. Um, you know, put that on when you get to the stand, unzip your jacket, put a couple of those in there. Thing about those is if you get too hot, you can always take them off. If you get too cold, you can put more on. Um, and like I said, if you do baggy those, you can use them the next hunt. Um, put them in a Ziploc bag, suck all the air out of it, zip it up. And, uh, you can use that the next hunt and, and get out there and, and have a, you know, 
I think they last for 12, 14 hours, 10 hours, some of them. Um, but I have done that multiple times, bag them up and reuse them. But main thing is, is don't give up. Use the assets that you have and start thinking about just like it's early season. You're trying to find that buck again. Um, you know, a lot of times people think their buck's dead and then they find the sheds of them or um, they just get tired of hunting this time of year and call it a wash. I know it's a busy time of the year, but all it can take is a cold weather spell and one camera that you hung on a Tuesday, you know, at noon, and then now you're in the game. Like, it doesn't take a lot this, this time of year. Because like I said, if you get a picture of that buck, he's in the area somewhere close. Um, so that gives you hope that the buck's still alive and he's in that area and you have a chance to kill him if the weather's right. Um, like always, appreciate you guys tuning all the way to the end. It's been a hell of a year chatting with you guys. I appreciate you like always. A couple more episodes before the end of the year wrap up. I'll be out there hunting. Um, work's been really busy, so... I've been getting out on the weekends, and that's about it just because of damn time change. I wish we could change that. It's absolutely brutal getting dark at freaking 5 o'clock. <clears throat> but do what you can do. Um, always try to do the right thing. Try to leave a legacy, and White Tail Legacy is out.